0: So can you comment on that? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's like three companies that, that are working on encryption for 4 computing. Sandbox is the one that comes to mind, Sandbox AQ. So that there's going to be... And you know, Eric Schmidt is the chairman of that. So there's people working on it. Somebody's going to make a lot of money solving that problem. <laughs>
1: Any bank, all happens. night. <laughs> yeah. So, um, any question? I have a lot more
0: problems. Thank you. Uh, well, I'm building an uh, AI marketplace where it's easier to. Uh, is that pitch? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> speak, okay. It's context. And the question is uh, uh, what kind of
1: market opportunities are protected from open AI uh,
2: kind of? Where do you see the a kind of uh, niche where there will be a Scalable network effects protecting startups from OpenAI and a big ones. I, I can I can try to take that. Yeah, I, I I think you know OpenAI is becoming the new AWS where everybody's going to look at their Dev Day and how many startups got killed. So last week, you know, with their Dev Day, uh, I think there's probably twenty twenty five startups that got killed. I think, but I so so the but the same philosophy that AWS has, which is you know they're really good at infrastructure, EC2, S3, middleware. And then they leave the application space to application developers that understand business logic, understand UX. So I think that space seems safe. But OpenAI, I mean, they'll they'll keep at it in the you know sort of rack, fine tuning, model development. They're probably working on GPT five already. We you know, know, ten trillion parameter model. Microsoft will keep giving them as much money as they need. So uh, yeah, I would I would stay away from what could be road kills on the OpenAI roadmap. So what will not be? Uh, applications. Applications with UX and business model. Ben, you're
0: the best person
3: to
2: answer this. So, you know. okay, I'm laughing because,
3: you know, early on we did not invest in a horizontal infrastructure plays. We did a few other M investment. Brian was one of them, but didn't go the GenAI direction because, as I said, I don't think it works for the enterprise. Uh, different use cases and context. But uh, now everybody says, oh, you know, we cut up. We invested in all the platforms, the fundamental models. It's done. Nice, all about application layer. So. Yes, it's all about verticalization and applications. But I tell people, look, it's about solutions. You know, you can't just come in with the best machine vision for this problem. You need to put it in the context of solving the problem of that customer. So that hasn't changed fundamentally, the way you build a company. And you deliver an end-to-end solution to your problems that your customer is facing? Not just, oh, I've got the world's best email, targeting, whatever. And that, that's not gonna get you differentiated. That means you're more a feature of a larger platform, at which points, yes, you're gonna have a, you know, an extension event every time OpenAI has a new announcement. But if you really build that vertical, end-to-end layers of providing solutions, where's your data are coming from, how you're differentiating building mm-hmm. the IP around your models, and how you create value, ultimately, utility value for your users, that's how you're gonna sustain. That's gonna have a long-term value for your business. Otherwise, you know, you're probably not gonna make it. Or should say early.
4: I mean, it's hard right now right even in the application layer like the funny thing about journey um, of AI I think is the fact that it's actually it, it it's like a it's like a new technology that actually is very easy for an incumbent to use and build a new solution much easier than like you know cloud or, or even like mobile right? if I wanted to like rebuild an incumbent like onto cloud it's actually but right. but 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 here I mean that's one of the things we've struggled with when we're like looking to invest into into these new applications, like hey, like what are you doing? The best incumbent within your space is super like tech native. Like could they actually take those same LLMs and build something similar? I think that's the that's the
0: problem. Why would you do applications outside of uh, uh open They are using their marketplace.
1: I'm, I'm
0: ah, gonna kill it, right. here. I'm gonna kill it, right. here. Okay, thank you get to say some words about that Okay. I long. Uh, so uh, this is a question for Caroline. Uh, can you tell me? Kind of, are you interested in uh, uh, in companies that are involved in carbon capture? Are you interested in companies that are involved in greenhouse gas mitigation? Are you interested in companies that are uh, working on uh, clean energy generation? Uh,
5: And just kind of in that order, what what interests you? Yes to all of it, if there is a software and data centric focus in the business model. So if, if, and in carbon capture, so we see that kind of follow the hardware deployment, um, so, for example, in fund one, we invested a lot in like operational software for wind and solar because that was that was ripe in fund two. This was more on the on battery storage and EV charging infrastructure. Uh, we see like, we're looking at carbon capture and hydrogen space. We see that kind of that operational efficiency software type plays follow the, the hardware investments. So, um, yes, but I um, would like to see the majority of the business growth come from software data. Hello, my name is JD. So
0: my question relates more to the cold topics, right? So we talked a lot about AI, AI this, AI that. So I was wondering uh, how, how do the metrics look and what kind of funding are like maybe less interesting topics, you know, like social networks or crowdfunding platforms or maybe government tech or anything along those lines? Does that question make sense? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think the question, if, if some of those I would say are like crowdfunding, they're really old and social networks, so there's absolutely, yeah, it, 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 you have to be an extraordinarily new idea to get traction. The VCs are, uh, for better or for worse, they only mm-hmm. care about tomorrow. You know and they only care about the, the shooting where the puck is going and they get lots of things wrong and when they everyone agrees on it like AI that's when we have lose lots of money and a few people make a fortune um, but you, as an entrepreneur you've you got to be shooting where the puck is going and so like if you're talking about an industry that's 15 years old how many you know you got have something pretty credible that's transformative of that industry and the bar is just super high. you know you got to think about what's new Oh yeah, go. That was five years. Five years the after search. me, it wasn't. It wasn't that
1: long. <laughs> I would say the graveyard, the graveyard of search was like what, AltaVista got. It's yeah, exactly. not that big. The graveyard of crowdfunding is the biggest graveyard in the world. or
2: yeah. question. More of a general question for the panel. Um, I hear a lot about how VCs, when they fund the investors, when they have companies approach them, they tout their resources and how they can help them. Yet. You guys all have expressed that a lot of companies still may fail in your spaces. Uh, just wanna ask you why do you think that may be and how do companies can help that? Do you have any tips for that? Uh, and this is like startup failure, like how should yes. we uh, yeah. I mean look that I mean that's just part I mean startups are experiments and Nine out of ten ex- Nine out of ten experiments will fail. So that's just the nature of innovation. That's just the nature of disruption. And if you're not failing, you're probably not taking a big enough risk. So I think that's just part of the territory. There's only so much that one can do to uh, control that. But I think you know how, how we help, uh, particularly as a as a strategic investor. It's all the corporate resources that we provide. You know, we try to become a captive customer for a number of our startups. Uh, particularly if there is a good relevant fit, etc. We do a lot of customer introductions. So there is a lot VCs do, uh, but ultimately, uh, look, you have to find product market fit. Uh, yeah, just, just briefly look at the
5: strategy that, uh, that the fund you're talking to has. How many investments are they making? Are you actually gonna be one in 100 or one in 10? Um, our focus is high concentration. We invest in 15 to maybe 20 companies out of each fund. Um, we have a small number of portfolio companies and uh, do a massive amount of diligence before we invest. So that's, that's the annoying part um, that <laughs> we dig very deep but once we've invested, we, uh, we stick with you and, and actually see, see the business value moving forward. Um, but we're also different to interact with than some of the, the larger funds, where folks might leave you alone once you're below a certain certain threshold in their um, in their marks.
3: So, and lots to say. Um, yes, lead investors are super important, right? So vet them the same way they vet you. Um, make sure that when they say they do value out they actually do it. And then it's not just about the good days. I mean, we've had plenty of bad days in the last couple of years. So I think founder will tell you war stories about the ones that actually show up when they have problems and difficulties. We always talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. We want to know first. We have a very concentrated portfolio as well. We spend a lot of time with every founders. Um, and so that's one aspect. The other is advice to raise from VCs that are at the same stage you are. You know, there were a lot of series A guys cutting C checks as an option for the A truth is they don't care about you. They won't spend the time with you. It feels good to have a great brand name on your cap table, but the truth is you're not getting any value. It might do you a disservice later. So you, know, you might be better off with a smaller check, one an the emerging managers that's gonna work his heart out because he wants you to be super successful. right? so that's one element. But you look at failure, outside of what can we do as VCs to help a portfolio succeed? A lot of it is you know, well-known. You know, fundraising, introduction, customers, you name it, or even talent and access. You know, two things that are killer of startups are free. One is co-founder, you know, difficulties and challenges. That's an extension of most of the time. You manage to survive a couple, but it's hard. Um, then you have, you know, not being able to raise money. I don't agree with that. It's like you've just failed to execute properly, right? So did you take the right, wrong term, wrong strategy, wrong go to market? You know, you hit a wall that happens, right? But it's really, really tricky execution most of the time. You can try to mitigate that. And then the last thing is the speed at which you can learn. I mean, what environment do you execute into? If your product market feed- feedback loop is six to nine months because of just the market you are in, that's <coughs> super hard. I means you're gonna to need to raise more money or really not spend much to make it last longer so that you can get to that validation proof points that you're gonna need for the next round. Mm-hmm. So I think mean, think about that when you're building and executing, it's like are you in a fast learning environment? Are you having feedback constantly coming back at you or not? You saw just your amount of capital raised and how much you're spending. Right?
4: Control your own destiny. I think like a lot of founders are thinking about this now, right? It's like if you can control. To how do you control your own destiny? There's a certain, you're, yeah, there's a certain amount of revenue you bring in, I'm a certain amount spend, ever. and then like that's the, the what's left over is like the capital you need, right? And so we found like a lot of our companies in the last like year or so have figured out that like hey actually we can have full control over our destiny of do we do we fail do we run off the cliff or do we actually figure out a way to be cash flow positive and we never have to like go and talk to VC ever again right and for some founders like that that that's the path they want to
3: there's one carry on to that yeah. i mean, think the exception is corporations and your customers want you to be something to them which sometimes venture capitalists are like to say is your fu money to customers. <coughs> you don't want to build what they ask you. You want to build what they need. Sometimes it means firing your customers and just building something different. In situations like that, you won't have a choice. But again, necessities is, it is mother of The number one cause of death is running out of cash, mm-hmm.
1: and so you either get that from customers. Investors or lowering expenses, and a, that's a symptom, now, right? It's a symptom.
3: Yes, it's yes. not really the
5: cause. Yes.
1: Wow. Well. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to do the final question, and then you guys take maybe take a break and grab a quick drink, and then we've got four presentations, and then we're just going to get into some vicious networking. <laughs> All right,
0: thanks a lot. I won't give a pitch for um, our awesome new <laughs> stealth startup in AI, but never heard that. Um, my question for you is for uh, B2C companies, and um, just like to hear from each one of you um, in B2C your top three, what you just consider the hottest spaces, like what, in your
2: view? Um, that's it. And why? Business-to-consumer and business-to-consumer spaces.
0: Business-to-consumer, meaning
1: you're selling to regular folks.
3: I have no idea. enterprise panel here. I Gaming, video
1: gaming I ran into Vivek. He was on the same flight to me, landing here. We invested in Superhuman in an $8 million valuation when they were... Um, a very consumer-facing company, but we knew that that was gonna be, like people that work at companies have problems with too much email. I'm sure Ben Black gets how many emails a day from guys like me? So, you know, I think consumer companies that look like they're going to potentially get in the enterprise to get their attention. And I like to think sometimes, is it cheaper to go with the technology than to pay a human to do that? And would I wanna quit my job and do sales for that company? You know, like I sometimes, these tests to avoid just irrationally jumping off a cliff with everybody on a panel. Here's it? the next one. Do you do we have time for the last question or should we get into the startups? Uh, uh, I question yeah, over here oh, in Japan. Japan. Here <laughs> well, my question is very simple. So do, do you
0: usually invest in revenue startups? So then what
1: is key point to change? So the question is: Do you invest in pre-revenue startups? And
3: no. How do you evaluate them? Yeah, pre-revenue okay. Pre-revenue. Oh, uh, uh, maybe I would just say that
1: uh, you know, San Francisco, Silicon Valley, more than anywhere in the world, has a funder for every stage on the continuum from pre-product, pre-revenue, to a little bit of revenue, to a little bit more revenue, to late seed, Series A, blah 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 blah, to pre-IPO. You know, uh, and so the trick there is to find an investor. That does your stage while you're there. I remember as a founder, and I've raised over 300 million for my own startups. Going to CVCs, and they said, "Come back when you have some customers." And I came back. Hey, look, I got some customers. Come back when you have more customers, more revenue. Then I came back with more customers, more revenue. So that's nah, it's two-way stage. The multiples too hot. <laughs> <laughs> you
5: know, it's not <laughs> working.
1: How like, can I to get this goldilocks person's checkbook? They just didn't like a company. Yeah, yeah, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that's actually a, that's actually a, f- a fair point. But, but I think that the key is to understand where you are in the continuum and, and who really want, where breath wants to target. You know, Ben gave some advice on that. So, uh, quick pause if anyone wants to grab a drink, do it now. And uh, thank you so much everybody.